With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, Coach. Thanks, Dick. How's it going? It's going, it's going well. You? After, How's it going? After that weekend of football, Great, Coach. it's going well coming here in, in Seattle. Yeah, coming in this morning, I, 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 and you talking about the Huskies, I just I couldn't see them because I was in my car. Yeah. I could just see this kind of glow. I could sense this kind of <laughs> euphoric yes. glow. You're just, right. Just reflecting you, back when he was there, you know, and all the Don James stuff and, and – you know, it was fun, and I, you know, I'm a Chris Peterson fan. Uh, I've known him for a while, and uh, I was really happy uh, for him and the team, and just, just the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, Did you get a chance to see any of the game? I watched the game. Oh, yeah, I, okay. I watched the game. Uh, I was thinking about going to the game. Uh, you uh, got but, that close, and then well, you no, no, decided, no, no, I, yeah, I, you know, no, my couch is a lot. You know what? I, di- I didn't even get that close. <laughs> When I think of how long it would take me to get there, yeah, you know, uh, but no, that was hats off to those guys. They did a great job. Yeah, it was uh, uh, electric there. I I don't know. If, um, sounds like you heard at least a little bit of the analysis. Did I miss on anything? What uh, What were your impressions? Just to, you, you obviously, um, uh, you know, have an affinity to Huskies. It's your, you know, you're an SC alum, as we all know. But but it's your kind of your local team a little bit. You you like Chris Peterson. Um, maybe I can't be objective. Yeah, I try to be objective. No. What, what 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 are your thoughts about maybe where this team is at and and what they could maybe do and and what they still have to accomplish? Well, I think I think you see you see the plan. You see the the vision. Without yeah. getting too cryptic yeah. here. I remember when he when he announced he was going to start the quarterback as a freshman, and they had a couple guys on the team. You'd know the names that could have played, and they mm-hmm. could have redshirted the freshman and you know brought him yeah. along. But he started the freshman, and I wasn't I I, I wasn't totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, a couple years later, it's it's kind of the pieces. It, he had a vision. He knew what he wanted to do. That to me is good coaching. That that's a that's a plan. That's a guy secure. You know they've given him the ability. He's secure in his position, and he has a philosophy. And that's what struck me as much as anything in this season. Uh, you know he he remember he did a couple things that were unpopular, I guess, early on when he benched guys and Marcus guys, Peterson, yeah, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And people are going, "What's he doing?" You know, but he has a clear vision. For who he is, what kind of coach he wants to be, what kind of team he wants to have, and it's paying off. And against Stanford, who is a good football team, they're not as good as they were last year. I think they have a, a questions at quarterback. They're younger, younger there, but they have McCaffrey certainly. And uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. They took Stanford will Stanford will run the ball on anybody, and has done that. They couldn't do it the other night. Mm-hmm. Hugh had talked uh, a bunch of times about. Chris Peterson being in his third year, and he did. He's done a big spreadsheet of, of coaches in their third year, and that seems to be the year that it pops for the elite coaches. 
Is that the same in the NFL, and, and why do you think that that seems to be the year where it all comes together if you truly are a great coach? I, I think the timeline, it's hard to compare the timelines. I wouldn't necessarily say the third year. You have to – college coaches have way more autonomy, way more autonomy than the pro coach does. And you, you know, unless you're a Bill Parcells or one of those guys or, you know, and or, or, or you get into a situation where, like – Pete Carroll and John Schneider, in my opinion. You know, I, I was always kind of fighting a couple battles on a couple fronts, you know, and it makes it harder. And so your timeline, your plan can get skewed. It, it can get, someone can pop one of the bubbles, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not your, it's not your, your sword. You know? You're talking about the NFL sword. now. NFL. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so I, I'd say, I always felt, though, if you had a quarterback, if you have a quarterback in the NFL and all the other things being equal, you can get to the Super Bowl in five years. I always thought that. We did it in Green Bay. We did it in, in Seattle with Matt once we got him. And you can get, you can find the other pieces. You can get the other pieces, but you got to have the quarterback. And the one thing that struck me yesterday, not only in the Seahawks game, but as, as I'm watching other things around the league and, and reading about stuff, there are a lot of teams, Hugh, I don't know how you feel about this. To be, I'd be interested. There are a lot of teams that don't have that guy, so they're relying on great defense. They're relying, their, I guess, the running game. But yeah. that, that gets you so far. You know, look at that only gets you so far. You got to have the guy pulling the trigger. And quite honestly, a lot of teams are struggling. They don't have that guy, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 the Seahawks do. I feel but, like it's been like that for forever, though, Mike. It's it's you know it the the. Uh, the quarterback position is so important that it's al- it's almost like what was the uh, was it Trading Places? What was the movie where uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's on the outside of that party, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and it's raining and he's looking in and everybody's having a good time. Right. I feel I feel like the teams there's 32 teams and and you know when I was drafted there was 28 and there was fewer at one point than then. I think but I think it's always been the case that that if you don't have the quarterback, you're on the outside in the rain looking in at the other guys that are having a party and you can't get in that party uh, like that's your admission ticket <laughs> is having a good quarterback but then even you know yesterday I'm watching the the end of the game Andrew Luck you know they paid a fortune first overall pick you know supposedly the the top guy uh, you know since Elway and all this stuff and and I don't think that the the Colts woes are are, are necessarily throw it on him but you know he's he had some questionable plays, and they're sitting there at one win, you know. And so I think that it, look, I still think. Are, are you saying are you bearish on 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 Andrew Luck or bullish? Yeah, you're, everybody would say they're bullish on Andrew Luck. Everybody would love to have Andrew Luck. I'm not, but but my point in saying that is, even a guy like him, the process is taking a little longer than Colts fans would want. Yeah, and and, and I will say this: that that is, you could have the quarterback. And then just do a horrible job with the rest of the stuff. I, I Does think that I, case in point, I think Detroit. Hmm. You know, I think Stafford's. I think Stafford's a very good player, yeah, great a point. very good player. And they, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. I, for whatever the reason, I don't study those guys, but it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, work. the, the, the uh, yeah. just just clarifying the third year thing, and you were talking about the NFL, Mike. Um, this is this was done almost ten years ago, but I was kind of looking at Tyrone Willingham. After three years, he had a three thirteen win percentage. So I endeavored to find out in all of history 
how many guys have ever dug out of a 313 hole at that particular school and then from year four and beyond ever been over 500? Well, the numbers were staggering. There was like four out of 65 in the entire history of college football. The, the numbers pointed convincingly that, that Willingham wasn't going to be able to do it. Well, in the process of, of getting that spreadsheet and, and, and kind of examining the numbers, what did emerge was that if you take the top coaches, whether it's Bear Bryant or whatever, all through all the history, the Frank Leahy's and everything, and you say, when could have you reasonably known that that guy was going to be a top-flight coach? What emerges is a very strong correlation that in year three, those guys pop. Don James won a Rose Bowl in year three after going five and six in, in, in year two and six and five in year one. It's, it doesn't, you know, we understand the term correlation. It doesn't mean a 100% correlation, but there is a, of all the years, it's year three guys emerge, and here you have Chris Peterson, Mike, um, seemingly really popping in year three. I think, I think in college football, <clears throat> you have, you get a job. Now you inherit the previous coaches recruits. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but but and then you might, you might recruit differently. You might have a different uh, type of player you want, or a, for, however that manifests itself. So you're there now. You get to year three, you've got two classes, two recruiting mm-hmm. classes. So mm-hmm. that I I hear you. That makes all the sense mm-hmm. in the world to me. Mm-hmm. With a good coach, yes. with a good coach, some yes. people can mess it up. Yeah, but but cl- clearly he has. Uh, I, you know, I mean, he's they're yeah. five and zero. Oh, they got a little, they got a road ahead of them, but um, you know, they appear to have it going pretty good. What impresses you about Jake Browning? And on the flip mm-hmm. side, where uh, where would you see, where would you like to see Jake go to become an elite college football quarterback? You know, I I, I I'm probably not the best guy to to comment on that, Dick, because I haven't seen him enough. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. Uh, when I did see him, and when I have seen him, and I, when I watched him when I was up close and watching him throw and stuff, uh, you know, I think I think he's he's one he's very accurate. Two, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's s- smart, and I think he's a good decision maker. Uh, I I don't he doesn't strike me as a, a particularly gifted runner or anything like that. Right. Uh, Hugh, you'd know better yeah. than that. But but he's but as far as uh, understanding. Uh, the, a system, where to go with the ball, making good decisions and having having being able to make the throws. Uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think his athleticism is just sneaky. If you watch him, you know I don't want you know he's no Michael Vick. Let's uh, you know I'm not not making that or, or Jake Locker for that matter. But he does find a way from time to time to pick up eight yards on third and seven, and he just kind of finds ways to wiggle forward and dive. So I, th- I think he has a little bit better. I wouldn't beat the drum on his athleticism, obviously. But, Mike, um, the profile, talking, at, you know, he's just a sophomore. But the NFL, he's 6'2", 205, you know, barely 6'2". He might be 6'1", and three-quarters. And he doesn't have a howitzer over an arm. How does the NFL view a guy that has supreme accuracy and a very, very gifted processing, you know, I mean, he is really good, Mike, at his progressions. At you know his judgment of of of, of seeing guys open. I'm, I mean, all the things that you want, the cerebral side of the game, the processing part. He seems to be eminently gifted that way with with all the preparation. But he doesn't have the big size. Doesn't have the great feet, as you mentioned. Doesn't have the cannon arm. How will the NFL, if he kind of has the projection you would expect, how will the NFL view a guy like that at that size and that 
lack of, of, of cannon arm. I think in, in today's NFL, uh, you can look at uh, Chris Peterson's quarterbacks as an example from Boise State. Mm-hmm. They were very, very good winners. Same kind of same. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd view them the same way without knowing the little ins and outs of each yeah. player. And <clears throat> they haven't. It had. It has. Didn't work for them in the NFL. Right. For maybe the reasons you're mentioning. I, I think in, in in the NFL, your arm, your arm, you have got to have a good arm. You have got to be able to drill it. You got to be able to throw it. The, the smart part of it and system and all that plays a role certainly on making good decisions but if you can't deliver it it's it's you you have a job i think you'll have a job but will you be uh an upper tier quarterback that's one of the that's one of the things i think we, we can talk about what i was talking about in, in the league right now um you know you need, you need that hose a little i think also. you really do I, I i really do now is he attractive and do you do you like him we drafted a kid from georgia uh, David Green. David Green. And uh, he, I think at the time he was the winniest uh, quarterback yeah. ever in college football, I think. Yeah, I think I remember and, that. And he just he, he wasn't a good enough passer. He, he, just, could, he just couldn't. Didn't have the arm strength. Now, no. now, can you develop, think, how much can you develop that? I mean, he's still got two more years. If he wants two more years in college football, he could still have two more I'm years in college I'm not saying – now, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not making co- – I, I don't know Browning's. Yeah. I, I don't right. know about his arm strength and all that. I don't know that. Yeah. I think that Browning you, – you know, you mentioned the other – you know, Kellen Moore most notably was a free agent to Detroit and then went on to Dallas. Uh, Kellen Moore was a shade under six foot. This kid is pushing six two. I do think he has a stronger arm than Kellen Moore. Okay. I, I, you know what I mean? You know what, Mike? If if I was to 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 put him in a charitable now he doesn't have Mark Brunell's athleticism, but I think in terms of size and arm strength, and um, accuracy, I think I I, I think he's a lot like Brunell. Mm. I, I think because arm Brunell didn't you'd know better than me, but Brunell didn't have Brett Favre's arm in terms of 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 the rocket, right? I mean, no, but I think I think he was Mark was underrated that way. You can't get, take Brett off the table for a second. Yeah. I mean, you got to take because he, he's a yeah, one he not, he generation. Yeah, he can't. Not many guys could do that. But when I, you know, Joe Montana and Steve Young and those guys that I had, yeah, uh, they they were they had underrated velocity. People would tend to compare compare them with Brad, the the guys that really throw it hard, Bradshaw, whomever. Yeah, and Elway. Uh, maybe Troy. Yeah, yeah, You know, guys that guys that could have they're big, strong, but. Then you get well when you're talking about arm strength, it, it, it you got to be careful because you get guys that have plenty of juice, plenty of arm strength. They don't have they're not they can't throw it through the wall, but plenty of arm strength. And you couple that with good decisions, smart, accurate. Now they now you have a Joe Montana who's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so I'm not ready to say that. Can he get stronger? Absolutely, as a young kid, you're college kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know. Uh, I noticed a difference from last year. Yeah, I think he's got more arm strength than he did yeah. last year. You are yeah. you noticing that too? Uh, I think he does a little. Yeah, I think he does. And and I think arm strength. A lot of people say, well, how far can you throw? I mean, most yeah. guys, if you can throw it fifty five yards, um, if you throw a go route off a five step rhythm, by the time you calculate the angle, you know the ball is in the air less than sixty yards. You know, you know we did. You know it's what I learned? Fifty six yards. Yeah, know? but you know what I we did in San Francisco? We practice this every day. I mean, I w- I'm a new coach there. I just get there. We had a drill. 
five-step throw on goat. Okay, Bill Walsh wanted the ball delivered, dropped down at 45 yards. 45 yards. From the line of scrimmage. From the line of scrimmage. Yeah. 45 yards from the line of scrimmage, and we practiced that. Just practiced that. Mm-hmm. Time after time after time. 47, no, I wanted it at 45. 43, no, I wanted it at 45. <laughs> you know? And they didn't throw it over the outside shoulder. We didn't do that. We threw it over the inside shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't want them to move way inside, but it had to be right there. And we got to be pretty good at that. These guys were pretty good at that. Yeah. But yeah. so you don't have to throw it 70 yards. No, it's not don't. like a Hail Mary uh-huh. at the end of the game where you're, you got to get to the end zone. I think the time you need the most arm strength is against zone coverage when you're trying to knife an intermediate throw into a window. Um, you know, a deep, a deep curl, I think you used to call it a, a, a dig, right? You know, you know if, if you're in zone coverage, meaning, Dick, um, the, you know, the underneath guys have their eyes on you and there's a window that you have to drive it in. And let's say the ball's going to be in the air by the time you calculate the spot, maybe 30 yards, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 26 yards, something like that in the air. And the most velocity you can possibly generate, you got to knife that thing in there in a zone coverage and, or down in the red zone, you know. Um, you uh, know, you know, you mentioned something. And I'm switching gears here just a little bit. When you said about Browning's uh, uh, his ability to move. Yeah. And – and you said, well, he's sneaky. I mean, he can do it. He can gain you the eight yards. And I was just thinking about yesterday's game with, with Russell Wilson. They were doing things there that I've we've been talking about here for, yeah. for a while. He, he was limited in, in, in you know, he, he, he could move, but he was limited in, in what, what we're used to seeing. So they he was forced to throw it a little on time. Yeah. Boom. He got hit a couple times when he held the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But and it, and it works. Yes. It works. You know, timing, uh good route running, uh hit, step, throw. Mm-hmm. And he had to do that yesterday and it's something I I I enjoyed watching it actually. 921 on 950 KJR. The coach is here. Hugh Millen is here. We'll turn our focus to yesterday's win over the Jets for the Seattle Seahawks coming up next. We're here until ten o'clock on nine fifty KJR. Well, how big was the Husky game on Friday night? The Husky win. We have Mike Holmgren in here, and we haven't even talked about the Seahawks yet, and it's nine twenty-seven. So I should. We started to touch on switch. On, yes, he did. Yeah. We switched the focus a little bit. And coach, you know, I I like to look at the the schedules. I don't know the X's and O's like you guys do. I don't know the personnel as well as you guys do. But I I do follow the schedule, and and the schedule to me is kind of a, leave, a living, breathing organism. What what type of game are you come, coming off of? Where did you play it? How did you play? Where are you playing the next game? Is it home or is it on the road? Have you won three in a row? Have you lost a couple in a row? Are you due a win or are you due a loss? I love to look at those things. And the main reason why I was much more confident about a Husky win on Friday than it was about a Seahawk win on Sunday is because of that element. It was... Stanford coming off a really bruising, tough road win against UCLA, whereas the Seahawks breezed through San Francisco. The Jets were embarrassed by the Chiefs, couldn't have looked any worse. Now they were coming home in a desperate situation. I thought the Hawks were stepping into a buzzsaw, and the Hawks were the one that turned into a buzzsaw against the Jets. I think you're exactly right. I looked at it the same way, Dick. I I and I made a note, they handled the trip well. Uh, go and look at There's nothing easy about going from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast and playing a game. That's hard. It's just hard. 
and and the and the trainers and they you know they have these sleep ideas and <laughs> little things drink things and all that kind of I don't care it's just hard and then because of the very reasons you mentioned the Jets had to be hungry they had to be embarrassed they're not, Fitzpatrick was not going to have the same type of game he had before and they had looked very very good against Buffalo against mm-hmm. a good defensive Buffalo team mm-hmm. so no the setup there was and then Russell Wilson's banged up a little bit and those kind of things. So the setup, yeah, it, it, I was a little nervous. But then, but then, give them credit. I mean, they handled the trip beautifully. They played an outstanding football game. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And, uh, and they came away with a huge win, and now they have the buy. Yeah. yeah. So any of the little nicks, I never wanted to buy early. I never did, but sometimes. In this case, it's not yeah, bad at all. Sometimes it just yeah. works for you. Well, I thought the Jets were going to win the game. I'll admit it. But uh, I, I thought that, that the defensive line w- uh, for the Jets was going to kind of produce what you saw. I thought the game was going to play out a lot like what the Ram game played out. Mm-hmm. There were some too. emotions involved Absolutely. in that Ram game on the Ram side, having they had just lost to the San, San Francisco 28 nothing. You know, they had the coming home deal. Um, the Jets, you know, were going to be full of piss and vinegar. Um, now, Seattle's inability to run the ball was somewhat like I expected because Seattle ends up on the day just 66 yards and 2.5 yards per attempt. What I didn't see is that I thought that, that Seattle's line protected better for Russell than I expected. Russell got hit a couple times, got dumped you know, one time in, in particular, but he had kind of held, held the ball, like you said. But Russell was just so on fire on some of these passes, you know, just near perfect down the field. You know, guys are making plays, what have you. They got a lot more out of the passing game than I thought the the line would allow, Mike, at uh, over 300 uh, yards passing for Russell and 133 passer rating. You don't see Russ throwing for three hundred very often because that's not how they're constructed. But but um, kind of what 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 did you see in that passing game that allowed him to be so efficient? Well, it's going to sound almost sacrilegious, but uh, I think the fact that he is a little less mobile, I think, was a really good thing mm. for this game hmm. because uh, he he had he knew in his mind, and the coaches knew, and there was everyone knew. You got to come back in the passing game, get the ball out of your hand because of the matchup between the the Jets defensive line and yes. and the young Seahawks offensive line. Now it helped to have a feedy back, you know, a feedy back. It, it, it really that really helped. Yeah, that 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 was a good thing. But still, if he held the ball too long, which he did a couple times, and he got sacked, I mean, he got hit. Uh, that was not a formula, and so the fact he was nicked up a little bit. 
I think as an observer, I think it, it played. It was it was a good thing for the Seahawks because he mm-hmm. got the ball out of his hand. Now guys made plays, and I think the the biggest one of the big changes to my way of thinking was how they used Jimmy Graham. Absolutely, you know, and how and, he looks. Too. Oh no, like no how no. he's performing. Oh no, he caught, made a couple plays yesterday. Catches that that you go okay. I, I I get it now. I see. That's why they traded I the first why, round pick. I see why they liked him. And, and and but the fact that he's he seems more involved. They're they're involving him. I mean, they're yes. they're calling they're calling it differently because how so? Well, they just, they're just calling plays differently. They they seem the, the the timing of it. It's not necessarily run run pass. It's but it's how they're who's primary and who how they set up guys in formations to create. A mismatch or create room or kind of know where you're going to go with the ball, and that's and then if and then he makes the plays. Now they got to make the plays. They got to catch the ball, which he did. But uh, you know they didn't run. I I don't think. Look at unless you play a, a team that's very very uh, average up front. Yeah. I I they're not going to run people, and I think people have to get used to this. It's a different mm-hmm. offensive setup. Marshawn Lynch isn't here anymore. Yep. And he got a lot of yards on his own, yes. even even with a veteran offense. I mean, he he did that even with a little different offensive line, and so to to say they're just going to ram it down people's throat, take pressure off the quarterback that way, I don't think that's going to happen. This is going to be more like what we see. Yeah, and I think is, and I think that look at yeah, I, of course, yeah, of course. I I like to throw it all over the place, but yeah. so, but I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Well, I I'll just be blunt about my assessment of things. Um, I, I, again, I thought Russell. This was one of the best games I've seen. You, you know, because of the reasons we said. You know, because he didn't have his mobility, he had to um, adjust his game. I, I I just can't laud his performance yesterday enough. I mean, he was literally dropping dimes out there. It was it was a, a sight to behold. But in looking at them, you know, you got Doug Baldwin is a is a top flight slot receiver. You know, one of the league's very best in the slot. Jimmy Graham is now exactly, you know, it's just two games, but it's exactly, these last two games are exactly why you gave all up and, uh, and, and he had so much optimism. The outside guys right now, thus far, you're a quarter way in the season. I expected more from Tyler Lockett in terms of his overall impact on the football team as a receiver. Well, he's just not playing a lot of snaps because he's hurt. I, I'm, but, but, but he's out there. He's out there, and and um, you know he's he's returning. He's healthy enough to be on the kick return, and even when he was healthy, he you know he wasn't making big. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Jermaine Curse you know put him on a milk bottle. Uh, you know, he's he's milk carton. He he's totally almost invisible uh, invisible out there, right? So so you know, to me, I look and I say, you got Baldwin and you got Graham, but you need one more. Well, look one at more. It, look, you look, need one more. Look at it yesterday. I I, I don't know what the the that line was, but uh, Baldwin didn't have. Uh, he had an okay game, but he he wasn't Nothing, one of those. No, no wasn't. wasn't one of those crazy games that he's had. Uh, and Lockett didn't. I don't know how many balls Lockett caught. So you take those two, those two out of the equation. Kind Target of targeted three times, one catch for Lockett. Yeah. So you have thank goodness for Jimmy Graham. But look at guys. We have to also understand until Richard Sherman made that interception. It was a close game. It was a one touchdown mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and it, it, it. I think it always seems to come down to. I agree with you, Hugh. I, I, Russell was really good yesterday, mm-hmm. but it always comes down to, in my opinion, the defense. It just kind of does, you know. And they, uh, 
I made a note. Richard Sherman, early in the football game, uh, you know, Marshall caught some balls on him, and they made comments about that on, on the television. Uh, and then, but then he's a tough guy. He's a mentally tough guy. And it's a great example of a, of a corner who's out there by himself oftentimes, and everyone sees him. Everyone sees what's happening with him, mm-hmm. that he gets beat, okay, but now he comes back and makes almost made three interceptions, right. you know, he, and that, that 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 says something about how good he is. Yeah, and and um, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I, I'm I'm going to push you to another level of uh, another level of description, Mike. They never rolled coverage on him one time. Meaning, Dick, what what would often happen if if, if a guy you say, oh geez, we can't cover um, Brandon Richard Sherman can't cover Mar- Marshall today. Let's play cover two or or quarter quarter half, or which which would bring mean safety help. safety over the top. They never ever did that. And the way Marshall plays his game, it's an outside the numbers game. He's he's going to be running fades and fade stops, uh, or comebacks. Right, you know, occasionally he's going to come in on a slant. Meaning, whatever zone help you might have from those four underneath guys, Richard ain't getting it. He's not getting safety help over the top, and he's not getting um, buzz help from underneath. He's uh, although there was the one that was near pick they had ran Earl Thomas underneath they tried to buzz him or you know invert him from from the inside out but for the most part you you could say with ninety nine percent certainty that R- Richard Sherman was flat out alone on on Brandon Marshall but at the end of the day Mike what do they have to show for going at, uh, uh, to Brandon Marshall against Richard Sherman four completions on eleven attempts one touchdown two picks. A 57 passer rating, 56.8 passer rating, and you throw on two other times they threw at Richard Sherman. It was actually four for 13 on the day, and now you're getting into a passer rating. You know, Dan, I, I got to do it, but it's probably about about 50. That's you know, that's putting Richard Sherman right back as the most elite corner with those type of numbers. And yet there was a portion of that game where you're saying this is the worst game we've seen Richard in years, right. and he still comes out. With a fifty passer rating against, I mean the guy is. <laughs> yeah, well, you, he's fun to watch. You don't because you you know when you're watching him play, you don't expect anyone to catch a ball on him ever. Right. right. You know, so you you go, wow, wait a minute. He, it's he, like he, that ace starting pitcher. You're like, what? He gave up a run? Yeah. Wait a second. Guy hit a home run off of him. Come on, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Right. So I, but you know, your 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 stats are amazing. I got to tell you that you are an amazing guy. <laughs> <right now. laughs> well. You know, it's it's uh, it's this mundane hard drive that just needs to be you know minutia. Uh, and I still know, can't. I, I still someday can't I'm going to get t- important stuff in. I there. still can't get my TV to to uh, you know. You said you'd help me once. Evil. Well, yeah. you know, I was coming over, and then you said, <laughs> "Now you think you got it handled." <laughs> We're going to take a quick time out. Come back. I want to I want to talk to Coach about uh, Pete Carroll, kind of un Pete Carroll like, giving it to the media a little bit and the critics critics of Russell Wilson. I don't think I've ever heard Pete Carroll step out and and really give it to the Russell Wilson critics like he did yesterday after the game. And also, I kind of want to compare. We got some numbers. 2013 defense versus the 2016 defense. I think you may be surprised to see how dominant this year's defense has been. We'll uh, we'll ask Coach about that coming up next on the final segment on 950 KJR. Final segment with the gurus, Mike Holmgren and Hugh Breed Love Millen here on 950 KJR. It's a Monday morning quarterback brought to you by Geico. This defense, Coach, we were going over it um, last hour, the Seahawks defense. The beginning of the fourth quarter against the Dolphins, they'd given up three points. 
Against the Rams, they'd given up six points. Against the Niners, they'd given up three points. <laughs> Against the Jets, they'd given up ten points. And three of the five touchdowns they've allowed – Two came against the Niners when it was 37-3 to and it was over. And then, you know, one came yesterday because Cliff Averill sacked a guy and fumbled the ball on the ground and they picked it up and returned it. I mean, how good is this defense in comparison to some of the unbelievable Seahawks defenses you've seen over the last four or five years? Well, I, they're really solid. I, I think they're front now and uh, they're third down pass rush guys. Uh, they're difficult to block. W- just four. If they just bring four, because mm-hmm. Averill and Bennett, they usually put them on the same side. And you got Marsh and and who, who else is over there uh, down front? Well, you got Clark, Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank Clark. Frank Clark. You, yeah. So you, you got so they are really good. The linebackers are solid, and and then you know the secondary. They they I think they've answered it pretty well on 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 the corner opposite Richard, but. They're active. They're fast. They they're they got an attitude. It, it, they they got it all. It it's really and they're they're you know they're good balls. They have good ball skills. Sometimes you know we used to joke, uh, if you're a corner, if you could catch the ball, you'd be a receiver. You'd be a receiver. Yeah. You know, and then but that's not the case. Richard Sherman is they got they have excellent ball skills, and you can't make mistakes against them. And I don't see. I, I I tell you what. I, I, I we, you know, it's early. We got a lot of football left to play, but uh, I don't see anyone doing too much damage against them. Certainly, certainly not with quarterbacks that aren't starters. I'm thinking, right. that, you know, down the road. You How know, about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and uh, Devontae Freeman and the Atlanta Falcons coming into town? That'll, in two that'll, weeks, that'll, right? that'll be an interesting game. That'll be fun. Deshaun Shedd uh, has had one poor game and three good ones. So you had the poor game against the Rams. Uh, but yesterday, uh, if you'd have asked me to bet that Richard Sherman would get targeted three times more often <laughs> than Shedd, R- Sherman 12 times, Shedd targeted four times, allowed just one com- uh, one completion against him, uh, I, I would have I would have bet that all day long and lost. But um, – We'll see um, going forward. But I think that it's, uh, you, you know, you talked about that front seven. This is actually the first time Cliff Averill, I think this was his best game. You know, I, I, I think that uh, that uh, Michael Bennett has been a presence in every game. This is the first time Averill really has been a presence. Clark has been, you know, kind of quietly a con- very consistent contributor. Um, to, but 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 the linebackers, you know, Mike Wagner was terrific yesterday. So many of these guys, maybe you could speak to this. The 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 nexus of being young enough to be um, still hungry and fast and and willing to take on blocks and be physical, but being experienced enough to really know exactly where they need to go. It seems like these they've got a lot of their most important guys on defense right in the prime of their career. Right in the prime. And and still, you know, you think of Richard Sherman, you think of Earl Thomas, you think of these guys. And Cam, they're, Bobby, they're not, KJ. They're not old guys. They're not old no. guys. Mm-hmm. They're not. And so there's no reason to think, and they, they now contractually, how you set it up and if you can keep them and all that, you have to always think about that. And, and they've done a great job of that, uh, of paying certain guys and then filling in here and filling in there with an occasional free agent. But... Uh, there's no reason to think they're gonna they're gonna uh, miss a step because they have an attitude. The young guys fly around, you know, and the older guys, 
the leadership guys, they're not old guys, but the leadership guys on that defense, they might fly around more than anybody. And so they set a great example for anybody coming into the program. I, I can remember at times in years past, you know, we, when a general manager, Ron Wolf in Green Bay in particular, would come to me and go, what about this guy? Can we insert him into, say, a guy who had a little bit of a, a colorful past as an example or something like that? And then you'd look. I had such great leadership and such that anybody coming in kind of just, they'd make him fit in. They, he just became part of it and because of the great leadership. And I think they have that. They have that on both sides of the ball now, in particular with Russell Wilson on offense. Well, the numbers bear it out. I'm looking at a comparison between 2013 Super Bowl champion, best defense Seattle's ever had, one of the best defenses the NFL has ever seen. We were comparing them at the time to the great defenses of all time. Yards per game, they're 10 yards better than they were. Third down percentage, they're at 31% this year. They were at 35% in 2013. Sacks per game, they're at three now. They were at 275 in 2013. Points allowed, they're at 13 and a half. They were at 14 and a half in 2003. How about yard? You love yards per play, right, Hugh? I mean, yards per how many yards does the opponent get every time they snap the ball? This year, 4.5. 2013, 4.6. I mean, other than in turnovers, where they're not getting in nearly as many per game this year as they did in 2013, they're across the board a better defense right now than they were in 2013. It's amazing. Here's if you look at their team, they have they have their defense. Their defense, I think you said it very well, Dick. They're they're who they are, and they're better. They're even better now than they were then. They're more experienced and they're better. Do you believe that, Mike? Confident. Setting aside the numbers for a moment, do you I, believe? Do your, do your eyes tell you they're better than they I were? I think in they are absolutely, absolutely. And then they have a great punter and they have a great field goal kicker. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, put okay. That's that's those are givens. Now every game they have to play offense. Every game they have to play offense, and if they can, that that'll be that'll. We'll see how long, far that takes them. There's every reason to believe it'll take them a long way, mm-hmm. you know, because they've shown that. Their quarterback, their receivers, their running game, we have to see how that develops. And then, of course, the offensive line will be a, will, it'll be a season-long discussion for us. But those other, play, those other pieces are set. They're mm-hmm. set. So now uh, if they have a poor offensive game or the, the Ram game, as an example, yeah. or I don't want to say it was poor, give yeah. credit to the Rams, but – now you get into a close ball game. Otherwise, you know the defense is going to be there. You know the kicking game is going to be there. Now how are they going to play offense? You know, it's interesting, Mike, um, uh, in talking about the defense. Maybe you could speak philosophically as an offensive coordinator who's combated defenses. If you go back to Tampa Bay, which might be the last great defense before the, this iteration of, of Seattle, 2002. Of course, there was the Ravens in 2000. But, but mm-hmm. let's focus on Tampa Bay for a second. They had Warren Sapp as their three technique, meaning the outside shade of the guard uh, in a four-man front. Now, they played a cover two, Dick, um, where, where the safeties were back and, and, and the corners were rolled up. But they needed to have great play from Warren Sapp. That was, you know, and they had Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer at the weak side linebacker. But for their, their scheme to function, they had to have a three technique that was dominant. Seattle in their 11 and and playing great defense for now going on five years, 
that three technique has just been an, an 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 afterthought to them, and I don't mean to discredit. I'm you know I'm I'm not trying to <laughs> insult people. These guys are professionals and they're great players, but but they've got a Tyba Rubin in there now. They've had Alan Branch. They had Clinton McDonald, who was the other the the other I I, I get the mix um, um mixed up, but they mm-hmm. they've had they've kind of had journeyman guys. They don't have to pay them any money on a relative scale. They're not expecting. Right. This is not the fourth, the cleanup hitter in a baseball lineup. These are just, you know, afterthoughts. Talk about the difference in philosophy. How Seattle can play such great defense and really not to need to pay big money or have superstar contributions from that defensive tackle spot. It, it seems to me that they they have great speed on the defensive line, except for that one. You know, the guy weighs three hundred pounds and he's six. You don't talk to them necessarily about them great speed, but Bennett and the Averills and those guys, yes. Clark. So we, you talk about gap responsibility and inte- integrity and making sure you play good, you know, response. They don't have to play the game that way. You know, Bennett can take chances and then he recovers. He, mm-hmm. he can make it hard. You know, they're a little unconventional that way, and so they can play the game that way. And I, that's the difference I see. Mm-hmm. And then they have good, good run-stopping linebackers. Yeah. They have good run-stopping really linebackers. Yeah. Great stuff, Coach. Enjoy yourself Thursday night, right? You're doing the Thursday night game? Yes, I am, and I'm trying to make notes here on what I can say about the 49ers and, and, the, and the Cardinals. I don't know. It'll be an interesting, <laughs> interesting thing for me. All right. Well, we can hear Coach on Thursday night football. Hugh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank yep. you, my friend. All good. You bet. It was a good weekend, a good recap today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.